Welcome to the Daily Dimensions Podcast. I am your host, Smitty, here. I'm here with my good brother, Tyler Harris, man, associate pastor at Kingdom Nation for Christ. We're here to talk about spiritual wellness. Uh, Go ahead and introduce yourself real quick, Tyler. Yes, sir. What's going on, everybody? My name is uh, Pastor Tyler Harris. Uh, As my good friend Jordan stated, I am um, an associate pastor at Kingdom Nation for Christ Ministries, where uh, the executive pastor is... Uh, Queen Esther uh, Lowry. Mm. Uh, we're located out in Waterbury, uh, Connecticut, 551 uh, Wolcott Street. All right, so, all right, all right. So I guess uh, we could jump right into it, man. So I've known you for some years now. I'd mm-hmm. say probably maybe like 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. around that time, around yes, that sir. time. And we had met because of football. Yep. And I think my first memory of you, you was in the West Side Cafeteria at WestCon. Uh-huh. And your energy was just high. <laughs> like you was a new dude on campus. Yep, you yep. knew you was nice. You had something to prove. You yep. was like, oh, I'm here. And y'all going to know I'm here. That's right. And immediately in my mind, I'm like, I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I play offensive line and you play defensive line. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, I'm yeah, like. Yeah. Yo, I don't like nah. Somebody <laughs> he, he ain't been here but two days and he really wilding. Yup, yup. So, right. yep. <laughs> so man, I remember if we was doing some drill during camp. You know, camp everybody hate everything. It's hot. It's true. You ain't seen nobody in like three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember, man. And I remember it was. It was. I think we was doing team time and I was blocking you. Mm-hmm. And I, I did good on the plane. I'm like, yeah. And I started talking smack. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. And started yeah, yeah, clapping. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. this man is really crazy. <laughs> like, he really, like, this, he does this. He does this. Yes, sir. So, like, at that moment, I knew football was something that was really important to you. Like, mm-hmm. you bled football. Like, I loved football, but you bled football. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, now, to, to see your transitioning from bleeding football to being on fire for Christ. Yeah. How does that transition happen? You know, like where does it become football is my passion to Mm -hmm. being a pastor is my purpose. It's crazy, right? Because I, I literally was talking to my pastor about Mm -hmm. this. I, I told her, I said, listen, you know, and she's known me for, you know, more than half my life. And, I told her, I said, you know how passionate I was when it came to to football. You mm, know, I yeah. I played football. I've dedicated my my heart and my time and my energy into it for about seventeen years, ever since I was a child. And I told her, I said, I love um um what uh what football brings to me as a man, and I want to get as much as I possibly can out of it because my my passion was to become an NFL football player. Like a lot of people, they want to make it to the league. And um, I told her every time I ran out there on the football field and just hearing the crowds and people in the yeah, stadium cheering, is the, the energy man. is crazy, bro. And I told her, I said, all of my training, everything that I did privately, just so that I can experience, you know, the crowd cheering me on publicly. Yep, yep. It was nothing like it. And I told her, I said, you know, it was a good run, but... I no longer hear those crowds anymore. I don't hear nobody mm-hmm. cheering my name no more. And I did it because uh, it made people feel good. The, the you know, the purpose of winning and yeah, seeing, you know, showing people like, that. you know, what I'm capable of and 
and what I can do. And even being blessed to um, showcase my talent at an NFL pro day, you know, a tryout yeah, was a blessing for me. Not everybody gets that. Not everybody gets it. And that was that was my passion because um, how can I put it? Um, it was therapeutic for me mm. to and, and it's always been therapeutic for me to um, give my all into something outside of myself in a sense. I didn't do football uh, not just because I loved the sport, but because of what it brought uh, to to people, you know, um, yeah. unity, you know what I'm saying, um, teamwork, things of that nature. I never, I never made it about myself and whatever I could do to make people around me better. Um, I was willing to shed blood, sacrifice myself so that um, we can do something um, bigger. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I told her, I can't, I can't hear the crowd anymore. I can't hear the sound, man. And I always had a passion. I always had a purpose for Christ. And I always knew, you know, when I was about 17 years old that I was called to preach that young. Cause I, I know myself I, at 17. I wasn't thinking like, because you want to know why? Because I, and I gotta, I gotta honor my parents, you know, because they, they put me um, into that mode of uh, church and going to church and, and being fed the word of God and being um, exposed to the spirit of Christ was um, something that I experienced at a very young age. I got saved when I was seven, seven, eight years old. Mm. And not just because they told me to, but because um, it was broken down to me what it meant to be saved and what it meant to serve God and everything like that. Um, I always knew that there was a purpose for me while I was playing football. The thing is, is that I kept running from the purpose okay. because I was I focused can, yeah. on that passion of football. And I was thinking, okay, you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Okay. I knew that football was going to be short lived. My fear, and I never told anybody, my fear was what was going to happen after that thing was going to be short-lived. What was going to be next for me? Yeah. I knew I was going to get my degree. I knew I was going to go ahead and get a job, but I know that there's something else who, greater. Who were you going to be after football? Who was I going to become after football? Yeah. And were people going to support me? It felt good that when I was playing football that I was getting that big support. Yeah. From everybody. Like, oh my God. I'm getting all the accolades, yeah, everything. You know that. what I'm saying? All the recognition. People showing up to the game. People showing up that. to support. It was good. Now that my life has completely changed, that support system that I used to have mm. is no longer. Mm. Um, Did it hurt? Yeah. But God was trying to tell me, listen, um, your destiny is not in... Uh, the hands of other people. Your destiny is within my hands. And um, I had to get out of that mode. Okay, what's going to happen now that I can't hear the crowd? God had to literally um, sit me down and I had a conversation with him like, God, what is my purpose? Like, I understand that I've been mm -hmm. called to preach and to, and to teach the word of God. But what um, I want, I want a deeper understanding 
as to yeah. what that means. What does that look like? What does it How look do like? We go about it, right? Know? Because with football came a lot of popularity. Yeah, came a lot of status. What I do is not popular now. Not Being a pastor is not popular. As a matter of fact, you get a lot of backlash due to uh, how pastors and how preachers are perceived out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, but you know what? Um, he had to remind me as to who I was through him. And now that I'm preaching, bro, um, I'm glad that I went through the stages that I went through with football transitioning into pastoring because the passion is still there. It's just deposited into the spiritual things in my life. And I see myself changing more lives through my walk in God than I've done in football ever. And I'm I'm so grateful and I'm thankful that God has chosen me to take the passion that I had in football and just transition it into something greater for for him so that yeah, he gets the glory out of my life yep. god wasn't getting the glory out of my life during football that's why i didn't go to the league you were getting the glory <laughs> right you know what i'm saying and i'm not none yeah. of us were designed um to to uh to do our own thing we were strictly designed for god's purpose and um you know what's what's wild is with the with the transition of me finally answering my call um, there was there was an incident that happened concerning my health, to where it really woke me up. Okay, talk about that a little bit, because that's that's interesting. As I was training, right, I was training for the league, and I was training for not just the NFL but the CFL. I was training my butt off, and I was getting ready to go to a, a tryout out in Cali. So in the midst of me training, um, I ended up getting uh, pneumonia, uh, mm-hmm. walking pneumonia for about three weeks. It literally almost took me out. It was I was on bed rest for a while, out of work and everything, and um, I, I felt like I was going to die. I thought this was it, um, but I ended up, you know, getting my strength back. And I'm like, okay, I got this. I gotta get back into my training because I yeah. lost three weeks of training now, and the tryout is literally around the corner. I get better, get back into my training. Okay, here's another incident where. I'm being rushed back to the hospital man. because now they found multiple blood clots in my lungs. So from pneumonia is almost immediately after it's immediately, immediately. And after that, uh, they had at least five doctors that came into my room and said, listen, Mr. Harris, I'm sorry, but, um, I know you said you were trying to go to your tryout and, um, you know, do what you have to do concerning your football career, but, um, it's going to have to stop starting Mm. today. Um, football was done that day. That was that was it. I was devastated because I didn't think that my career was going to end like that. Yeah, to where I'm being put on medication for five to six months, and uh, it messed with me emotionally and psychologically. And um, after that, I'm like, God, what's what's going on? You know, I was I was I felt like I was still serving him. I felt like I was doing the right thing, but I really wasn't doing everything that he wanted me to do. Yeah. So that transitioned me into um, living in my purpose for him. And um, I I finally answered my call. Back in, let's see, it's 2020 going into 2021. 
2018. 2018. Um, I've done platforms before that, but me actually stepping into my walk as as a leader um, was 2018, and I never looked back since. I was running for a long time because I was scared. I, I didn't know what the outcome was going to look like. Um, I didn't know who was going to leave. I didn't know who was going to drop off the face of the earth once they yeah, found out. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you know, um, I'm a pastor now. Because people who knew me in the world, they're like, pastor? You know, and not to, to interject, but that's something that is people don't think about it, but it's really big. Because mm-hmm. when people are used to seeing you as just a a regular person, like I've, especially yeah. if I've known you for a long time, I've yeah. seen you good and I've seen you bad. So when yeah. you think of yourself like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be a pastor now. So you, mm-hmm. you come to people as a pastor, there's no turning back on it. Nope. And they're like, well... Are you qualified to be a pastor? Right. Should you be a Man, pastor? Like I've, got I've, I've known questions. things you've done. Should you be a pastor? And and, and people really look at it like you get more cheers and applause when it's like, yeah, you know, I just got a new job or mm-hmm. I just bought a new house. But when you say I'm I'm a pastor now and I'm serving God, it's like, oh, what made you do that? Like, like I got a lot of questions about that. What <laughs> what you know, made you? What, do yeah, that? what made you do it? Not what called you to do it? Yeah, I'm like, and and, and a lot of people. Um, who I were I was cool with uh, when I was in the world doing my thing. They hear me saying that I'm a pastor. They see me, you know, on social media now. My life has completely changed. Um, I tell them, I said, no longer am I uh, training and working so hard to hear y'all cheer for me. I'm working hard and making sure I dedicate my time into God so that the heavens cheer for me. I like that sound better now that I'm in God full time versus me listening to the crowds in the stadiums. Those, those crowds and those sounds are temporary to where when I'm doing stuff for the Lord, the angels from on high, the the heaven's army is cheering me on as I'm doing God's work. That sound is what's causing me to live. And it's what's causing me to truly live out my purpose for God, because I know, and we all know that, you know, nobody's getting out of this world alive. No, nah, nobody only one way out. <laughs> There's only one way out, bro. And um, I want to be able to leave something here in the earth um, that's going to help people. You know how I live my life for him and mm. not just living my life um, for whatever, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, concerning, you know, the things I like to do, football, singing, modeling yeah. things of that nature these things are not helping people to want to live yeah you don't want to be known for your your hobbies or your interests nah. you want to be known for your purpose and exactly your and and that's why i made that immediate decision once god uh allowed that to happen to my body um that's why i did it because i knew there was something greater for me to to walk into um and you know, here I am now, you know, and yeah, it's, it's an unpopular thing. I don't get, you know, I don't do this for likes on social media. I don't mm. do this for, uh, people to, um, want to follow me. No, I, I just want to be effective. I want to be effective in the earth as much as possible. As long as God gives, gives me breath in my body, Yeah, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I transitioned and from, you know, my, my passion for football into my purpose for God. 
And I, I, I love it. I like the way we phrasing that too. Passion for football and a purpose for God. Yeah. You know, passion versus purpose. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, I love the way we're framing that, man. Mm-hmm. Because you can be passionate about something. You can really love something, but it could not be your purpose here on earth. Exactly. You could be really good at it too. Mm-hmm. But if that's not your purpose, God will let it crumble beneath you mm-hmm. <laughs> so he can show you what your purpose really is. A- absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, I, and I've noticed and even biblically stating like, you know, your foundation got to be right. Yep. If your foundation is not built on Christ, you can keep building and building all you want on whatever foundation you set. But it's not going to last. No, it's no. going to fall. It's going to crumble. And if you don't seek God as to what the foundation needs to be, you're just going to continue to build and build and build on a foundation that's not solid, that's not built off of Christ. And you're going to get frustrated and then you're going to end up blaming God for something that you didn't even include him yeah, in to you, begin you, with. You were never right from the start. <laughs> Your from foundation the, from the start, here. man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, 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 so transitioning a little bit, not only are you a pastor, but mm-hmm. you're also a father and a husband. Yeah. You know, two, <laughs> two, two, two huge titles, man. Well, you got three huge titles, pastor, father, husband. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, 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 you're a leader in all capacities, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Has your walk with God impacted you? As a husband and as a father, do you see where that's really helping you to be better for them? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And um, I love, I like, I love being a, a husband. I love being a father. I love being a family man. I told um, uh, quite a few people. They're like, you know how, you know how's the family man? You know, a life treating you. I said, listen, no hood is better than fatherhood. In my <laughs> book, I love being a father. I love being. Uh, husband shout out to my wife i love you baby Mwah. <laughs> mrs jana harris um i i love it man um what i've learned so far you know i have two boys i have a three-year-old and i have a uh, seven and a half a uh, month old and um when i'm learning each and every day um as a father is um in order for me to be a better father to them Mm. I have to be a better son to God. Okay. Okay. It all starts with sonship. Mm. And that's what I've learned. In order for me to be a better husband to my wife, I got to be a better son to God. I'm not going to be able to um, succeed in those areas if I'm not in God's face and confronting him about my role as a leader, as a covering to my wife. And as a father to my children, because he designed them just like he designed me. Yeah. I'm not going to have all of the answers. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to not do everything right. But uh, as long as I'm seeking him for, for guidance and for wisdom, um, Amen, man. that's, that's the only way I'm going to be able to, um, uh, fulfill my duties as, as a husband and as a father, man. Um, my, my passion for my kids is to make sure that they carry my name better than me when mm-hmm. I leave here. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that I leave something here for them um, in the earth, you know, through, through Christ as God has given me wisdom and instructions on how to raise them properly, how to raise them up to be Kings and not clowns, <laughs> not to, not to raise them up to be uh, ordinary, but you know, to show them who they truly are. Yeah. And what I've learned is that through God, 
now I know who I am because he told me. Mm. I've learned that your children are not going to know who they are until daddy speaks into their life. As a father, I speak into my children's lives because that's where their identity comes from. My identity came through God. So when I look at my children, I speak into their lives. I'm saying, this is who you are. You know, I prophesy to them. I, I, I deposit the things that God has given me. I give to them. And I do the same thing with my wife where God is in. And what's crazy is that I didn't think that I was even qualified to lead the woman that he's given me now. Really? I, in the beginning, and I told her this. I said, So I now, is, is that because of you knowing who you are or knowing the challenges that could come with it? or It was a combination of knowing the challenges that came with it and where I came from. Mm-hmm the life that I came from okay, and okay. the challenges that came with it. I'm like, God, I'm not qualified to lead this woman. She's an extraordinary woman. Um, obviously, you know, she has a past too, but it's, it's me fighting me, me being overwhelmed in my own head, overanalyzing, overthinking, um, my job as a husband. And, um, I'm like, dang, I've, I've always been a leader in different sectors of life. I've been a leader on the football field. I've been a leader in this, that, and the third. I'm talking about giving somebody my legacy. Yeah. I'm giving somebody my last name. Um, That's nothing to play with. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's nothing not. to play it's with. Not. And I told her, I said, listen, I am nervous, not because that I don't love you, but because I want to make sure that you can trust me and that um, I'm worth following in this life. And so far, you know, she's helped me to be transparent. She's helped me to uh, open up and express my fears, express my concerns as a man, um, things that I wouldn't normally talk about. But uh, it's helped me to become a better leader. It's helped me to um, uh, to become the man that I need to be for for her. You know, I always go back and not to preach on the podcast, but. No, I always right. go I always right. go back to um the Bible where it talks about how we as husbands should be to our wives. It's in Ephesians chapter five, I think it's verse twenty five or twenty six, something like that. But um husbands love your wife uh the way Jesus loves the church. Yeah. Which means everything about me, as far as my flesh and everything, it has to die daily so that she can live. Do I get it right all the time? No, I do not. <laughs> but we're not perfect. We're not, we're not perfect, perfect. Never will be. But no. I work at that each and every day so that I could bring the best up out of her. As because her ministry as a woman is important to me. And I want to make sure that as I'm leading her, that she doesn't become stagnant and she's um she's not motivated and encouraged. Um, to fulfill her purpose as as a woman of God and as a leader yeah, herself, yeah, yeah. it starts with the covering. It starts with the headship in the house, which is me. Now, do you also feel like because she's she's a pastor as well? Yeah, that you mentioned. So, do you feel that she helps to reinforce you spiritually as well? Is it like an iron sharpening iron happening in the household here? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it, it's it's. I thank God for her because. Uh, with all the relationships that I've been through, that I've been in, um, 
she's the only one that, that has been able to speak to my soul, mm. to speak to my spirit. She's a prophet as well. Okay. Um, she's been the one who's been able to um, to close certain certain things, certain portals in my soul that need to be closed, and open things that need to be open, so that I can produce more. Um, so that I can be able to produce something, you know, greater than what I've been doing. You know, she's like, listen, there's more in you, in you than what you've been producing, man of God. You got to, I believe in you. She speaks to my spirit. And another thing that I believe that she has um, developed is um, understanding that we as men, we as husbands, we don't thrive off of criticism. We thrive off of praise. <laughs> um because again in the bible man because as men as men we are created in the likeness and in the image of god when you praise god he becomes bigger and better at what he does when you praise men it's the same concept i become bigger and better and stronger at what i do Mm -hmm. we do things better when you encourage us when you when you encourage us yeah so she has been such um uh an impact in that area uh, to where, you know, I'm doing all that I can to make sure that I represent her to the best of my ability and she represents me to the best of her ability. So it's definitely an iron sharpens iron. And I ask God to continue to um, help us to complement each other. Yeah. Balance off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime, you know, when it comes down to my wife and my, my sons, man, I always go back to God because um, he knows them better than I do. So now when you two met, was she already a pastor? She was a, she was a minister. Okay. She was a minister. What's crazy is, um, wow, we, we, we airing everything out. (laughs) When I, when I first met her, okay. Check this. When I first met her, I met her through our pastor. Who's, you know, like my godmother. Um, I met her at her baptism. Wow. Okay. Five years ago. Um, and it's, it, to me, it's an amazing story for me. Um, I met her at a, a, um, her baptism, and I was asked by our pastor to help, um, you know, run the the baptism. We were out in a, a lake at Indian Wells in Shelton, and we were at a lake. Mind you, she was engaged with somebody else at the time. Oh, okay. I was involved <laughs> with somebody else at the time as well, but she kept talking about it like, yeah, you know, Janice, you know, I can't wait for you to meet her. You know, I think you guys would be, you know, great friends. Like, okay, you know, da, 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 da. but it was never in the head like, okay, this might be my wife one day. You no, know? but I tell you this, I knew she was engaged when I saw her because I was helping her um, into the water. I, I, you know, I grabbed her hand and I walked her out into the water. Mm-hmm. When I met her, I said, oh, shoot. I was very attractive to her. Uh-huh. So what I did was <laughs> I didn't look her in the eye. I looked directly at her feet in the water. I was like, you know, hey, how you doing? God bless you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and I kept it moving because your fiance right there, he yeah. getting baptized too. I'm not you about to disrespect this man. Long way, you for me. Absolutely not. I'm not. I'm not exactly. gonna be out of order. So, you know, I walked her into the water. You know, wait, that didn't even click to me. Her fiance was there getting baptized with her too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All I, right, we continue. You know, here, listen. I was like, all right. So I wasn't trying to be awkward, but, you know, from her perspective, she was like, you know, I heard this guy was a great guy. You know, how come he's not talking to me? And I'm like, in my head, listen, you don't know me like that. Um, 
You're very <laughs> attractive. Your fiance over there. I'm not that type of man. That's not in my my DNA. I'm not doing yeah, that. Said I'd rather just keep my distance. And that's it. I was talking to him more than I was talking to her. Mm. Out of respect for the both of them, because I'm like, let me talk to the man first. Be like, you know, hey man, you know, yeah, God bless yeah, you. Absolutely. You know, you stepping into something great. You know, I'm proud of you. Blah 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 blah. Fast forward. Okay, they're no longer. So that was 2015. They're no longer in a relationship, and you know. The person I was involved with, we were at the tail end and, you know, not talking anymore. Mm -hmm. So we, me and my wife, we didn't see each other after that until 2017. So two years goes by. Two years go by. And we end up uh, getting put back together through our pastor, you know, just to sit down, hang out and talk. Nothing deep. Um, And then fast forward a little bit more in 2017, like in the fall, um, we ended up going out on our first date. Okay. Okay. I didn't know how that was going to look because I'm thinking to myself, it's the first time I'm nervous about going out on a date. And I'm like, hold up. This, this ain't even me. So, what's oh, what's going on? like that. This is what's, what's happening to me. Because I looked at, I looked at her as forbidden fruit. Mm. Um, I want you, but I can't have you. Yeah. I can't touch you. Um, so I'm thinking like, how can I set this date up properly so that, you know, it goes perfect. Uh, long story short, it went perfect. Okay. Um, we went out on another date and then we went on another date and had to going well. And then, you know, it went great, man. And then after that, um, we ended up making it official uh the following year, uh the beginning of twenty eighteen. Um, what people gotta understand, and I wanna share in this podcast, is this when you're in a relationship, um, you can't be unequally yoked. What I mean by that is Talk to it. Talk to it. There has to be a balance, people. Um, <clears throat> people like to talk about the spirituality and, and, and things of that nature, and you leave God out of the context. Now, the Bible also says, he, meaning a man, he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. We can't be in this relationships and not talk to God about who we dating. We can't be in these relationships and not um, uh, include God into the relationship because we're afraid of what he's going to say. God may say, OK, this ain't the one, but we like this person. Yeah, we 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 can't do that. So um, I was very hesitant on talking to God regarding her, even though I knew she was special. I, I knew that she had some great qualities of a wife. Um, everybody's looking at me like, you know, what are you doing? Like, you, y'all not gonna talk? Y'all not dating yet? Da, 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 da. I said, listen, I gotta talk to God about this. I'm not gonna move off of what y'all tell me. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go to the God it's, Himself. It could look good, but if if God's not ordaining that, then we get too caught up on the presentation and potential. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna marry potential, especially the potential. You know, it's a lot of people in long relationships. Yes. Like five, ten plus years yeah. off of potential. It's like, well, I know they could be a better person, but they're not being a better but person. You want to know why? Because this is the problem. Mm. You too focused on trying to change that person yeah, into what you want them to be. And I keep telling people, listen, that person's going to do what they want to do. You want them to become something for you? It may not happen. Even though they may have qualities and they may have the potential to become something, 
doesn't mean that they're going to step into it. No, it doesn't. You can't change anybody. Why? Because you never created that person. How am I going to try to change somebody that I never created? I say all the time, people only change because they want to. Right. Not because you all the reasons in front of them why they should change. Yeah. Make sense for them to change. Right. Especially in relationships. People are going to be who they're going to be. They're going to be who they're going to be. And so they choose not to be that way no more. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Sex ain't going to do it. Money, whatever you provide for them, it's not going to change. Especially a kid is not going to change them. (laughs) A lot of, (laughs) you you see it a lot. Listen. It's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, uh, once we have a family, no. No. may be that way for the kid. Right. She may be that way for the kid. Right. But how are they for you? Exactly. They're not going to change unless they want to, man. Exactly. So that's why I I took my time when when I said, God, okay, talk to me about this woman. (laughs) He he told me um, that she was my wife, and it was I was overwhelmed. I'm like, how how in the world am I going to tell her what God told me? I mean, she's a minister, um, you know, she's on fire for God, just like I'm on fire for God. God, how does it going to look? He said, just tell her. I said, okay. <laughs> and uh, one day, one night, we were hanging out, and um, I told her what what the Lord told me, and uh, she said, I know. I was just waiting for you to tell me. Because you're you're the head. <laughs> he told me that you were going to approach me. I'm not, I wasn't going to tell you what God told me because that's out of order. I, as a woman, I'm not supposed to approach you. You as the man are supposed to approach me saying what God has told you. And then I'll confirm it. And that's what happened. And after that, like, you know, we, we talked about, you know, wedding and stuff like that. And and in our, our future together, you know, as a family, you know, I'm. I'm Every day, I'm grateful to God for her. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you know, God really can put pieces together like that. You know, a lot of times, and I was talking, I was talking to June actually about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a really good conversation. We were talking about, you know, as you get further along in life, a lot of times what can separate people is being able to step back and see how God connected the dots in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes you, if you go through life just saying, well, why did this happen? And why did this happen? And this keeps happening to me versus if you step back and be like, okay, what is God trying to show me here? Right. Why did this happen the way it happened? You right. know, why did, why did these dots connect the way they did? You know, even looking at my situation, being transparent, mm-hmm. you know, me and um, Tashika. So 2019, we broke up. Mm-hmm. I won't even say we broke up. She broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And it was the day after Valentine's Day. Oh. I was crushed. <laughs> I was oh, like, what? Lord. Dropped a bomb on me, man. So, you know, going through all of that. And then we ended up, we're back together now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. our relationship is in a better place before. But going through that whole 2019, because that happened. Then one of my friends, may he rest in peace, mm-hmm. committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Then my mentor, Pastor Warren Gill, I love him. He passed away. Mm -hmm. So all of that's happening in the same time. And I'm like crushed. Like I was telling you before we started, it was the most Mm -hmm. emotional year of my life. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening here? And I found myself in a space where I could either fall down or get closer to God. Yeah. Yeah. And thankfully, I had the right supports around me Mm -hmm. that pushed me closer to God. Yes. And in that summer... I never felt more closer to God than I'd ever been in my life. And Mm. I feel like those things around me, especially my relationship, had to be removed from me 
so that I could build a relationship with God. Yes. Because I made my relationship with my girlfriend more important than my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And the more I put our relationship first, I put my relationship with God last. Yeah, yeah. And when I say to you, I never had so much, like when I go to sleep, I don't have dreams. Mm. I started having dreams. What? I could hear God's voice. People were prophesying to me, and I'm like, how do y'all know what's going on right, in my life? Right, right, You know, even the experience I had at your church. I'm yeah. Like, Man. Yeah. It's like she reading me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. She know everything that's yeah. going on in my life. Yeah. And it was just, <laughs> it was it was amazing, man. And it, it, it really... Because even how you were expressing, like, from a young age, you knew you were meant to be a pastor. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of people speaking to my life, like, you know, I can see you being a pastor. You should be a pastor. Mm -hmm. And, like, even my, my mentor, he was a pastor, Warren Gill, man. Mm -hmm. um, he even said it to me. And he was like, you know, you could come study under me. I could mentor you. We can yeah. get you going, man. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I knew it was there, and I always ran from it. Mm-hmm. I even went to my mother's church because we don't go to the same church and mm -hmm. they had a prophet come and he, um, he, he, he mentioned, he said, you know, a lot of times when people come to see prophets, you know, if you don't get a word or I don't speak directly to you, people leave discouraged. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> and he mm -hmm. was like, I may not be speaking directly to you, but one of these words could also be for you. Right. Right. So it was a man maybe sitting four rows Four seats, the same row, four seats next to me. Mm -hmm. And he came up to the dude and was pointing at him, and he was just like, youth pastor. Youth pastor, youth pastor, youth pastor. Just said it like 50 times. Wow. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, that was meant for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I just knew it was meant for me, because I'm like, I've heard it too many times, and yes. like so many people, I ran from it, because I'm like, I don't know where to start. Yeah. I got to yeah. be a new person. Right. I can't be doing the same things I used it, to do. Exactly, like, yeah, yeah. So- Yep. It was it was almost scary. It still is kind of scary sometimes. But <laughs> I know what you mean. Like I know it's something I need to step into. Yeah. And one thing that um the pastor at Chit Church, what is her name again? Uh Pastor Esther Lowry. Esther Lowry. Mm -hmm. When she said she said that day, she said, The church doesn't need you, the world needs you. <laughs> and that was a lot of things she said stood out to me and I still me and Tashika still talk about it to this day yeah and, but that was the biggest thing she said the church doesn't need you the world needs you yes and that's part of why I wanted to create this platform because I felt like if I just did it in the church mm -hmm. as much as it would be glorifying God the platform would be too small right the church try to box you in. Yeah. And I feel like the purpose God has for me mm -hmm. is bigger than the four walls of a church. Absolutely. It's limitless. Yeah. So as Absolutely. much as that's a space I definitely want to get into mm -hmm. and I definitely want to connect with you on that because I it. feel like you can help me step let's, into that space. Let's do it. Man of God, I'm with it. I definitely also know that like my purpose is bigger. Mm -hmm. than just those four walls yeah and she also said that we were gonna connect yeah yeah and, and look and here we are <laughs> and here we are doing this episode see how is, we look back so, and we see how god connected everything together the way yeah he, he, he's listening yeah, he's so, he's an expert at what he do he he don't make mistakes man mm -mm. His, his word don't come back to him void it man. sure don't so it sure don't it's it's, it's 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 a beautiful thing and even you know mm -hmm. um, 
and being unashamed about God is a huge thing too. That's what I'm trying to teach our young people. Even as we're talking on this podcast, I'm sitting here like, okay, well maybe my listeners, you know, what if they like Jewish, yeah. Catholic, Muslim, yeah, yeah, but. I think that even if one person benefits from this conversation we mm-hmm. had here today, mm-hmm. it was a meaningful conversation. Absolutely, so, man. Absolutely. That's it's, that's what I'm about. It's a beautiful thing, man. But um, amen, amen. Transitioning back to you, mm-hmm. you know, um, because like I was saying, there's a fear associated with stepping in and like, yo, I'm gonna be a pastor now. Was that scary for you? And like, especially like when you preach for the first time yeah you know yeah like it like it's out there now this is like it's yeah. like your debut yeah <laughs> like your yeah. coming out party like yeah yeah speak to that a little bit like the fear behind it or what was the process of putting a sermon together like how did that come the about fir- the first time and like i thank god for my you know my my pastor um queen esther lowry she uh she's been mentoring me she's been helping me out she's been in my life for such a long time and um has been my spiritual guide um my spiritual mother for a long time um in terms of putting a sermon together (laughs) Mm. i in the beginning i stood up for nights on end making (laughs) sure that whatever god wanted me to say that night for my first initial sermon that the people were going to be blessed what i've learned as i've grown throughout these uh past uh three years being yeah. in ministry heavily is it's not about everything that you put on paper there's nothing wrong with studying you got to study yeah just so that you can have something to reference from but it's allowing the holy spirit to take you over and i think um a lot of us who are young preachers now and even those who are you know who are seasoned um we need to focus more on allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us, mm. right? She's taught me, and we just had this conversation recently, that um, there's already stuff in you that needs to be birthed out yeah, through the Holy Spirit. Yes. Stop focusing so much on your notes. Stop <laughs> focusing so much on what you're putting on paper. I've gotten away from my notes and... In the beginning, I was just so fixated on my notes, yeah, and like, getting that word out say. there, right, right. Have instead all your of verses ready, right, <laughs> right. And don't get me wrong, the the anointing was was there, but there were times where there was no anointing, yeah. Um, and I was just uh, preaching from uh, from my intellect. I've learned now that that's not going to get nobody delivered. My sole purpose is so that people can get saved and delivered and uh, people uh, give up their lifestyle, you know, that they once knew so that they can come to God. Now I've gotten to a point where I allow the Holy Spirit to just take over. I said, God, listen, I don't want no glory out of this. I want you to get the glory. However, you lead me into um, into preaching and to teaching your people. Let it be what it's going to be. Um, and she's taught me that it's not so much on the note taking. Yeah, you got to study. But at the same time, the more I stay in God's face and the more he shows me, I just I just flow. 
yeah. the way he wants me to flow. It just happens organically. It, man. it just it's happens, just... man. And, and it's not me. I give all glory to God. And people say, no, man, you preached a mighty word. I said, listen, to God be the glory. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not so much me. It's me uh it's uh it's yeah, God. I'm I'm yeah. I'm playing a role in it because I'm allowing myself to be plugged. You're the vessel, man. I'm allowing myself to be the vessel. It's not my strength, it's his strength that I'm allowing him to flow through me. But the first time I did it, yeah, I mean, every time you know, you get nervous. Yeah. You know, you you like, okay, like I don't want to fumble over my words. I don't want to say the wrong thing. That's why I learned to take my time when I speak. I I've learned that like we spoke about earlier, words are powerful. Yeah. And we got to make sure that um, we're mindful of the words that we put out there as ministers, pastors, whomever, whatever office you sit in, that words are seeds. Once you put those seeds out there, um, you got to understand that it's either going to bring destruction or it's going to bring life. I'm not going to win the world with my intellect. I don't want to win the world with my intellect because I'm, mm. The things that go on in my mind, all of us, we're all not living holy every second of the day. No, so I got to no. ask God to please help me to regulate this mind so that the things that I say um, are what he wants me to say. And it's not coming from the things that I'm thinking that are wrong. Mm. I want my words to bring life. I don't want it to bring destruction. So the way I prepare for a sermon, yeah. You know, you got to get your foundational, you know, scriptures or whatever. Make sure that everything is sound doctrine and it's according to the word. But I look at the Bible. I look at the scriptures and I just imagine what God can do through me within that scripture so that other people are blessed. Because the more I put faith in him while I'm studying, that's how people are going to benefit from it. Yeah. That's how people people benefit based off of your devotion and your loyalty to God when it, it not just preaching. You got to live it, man. Mm -hmm. I just preached about this last week. Yeah, the words are good. But if you're not living what you're talking about, not only are you a hypocrite, but <laughs> but your life is a facade, man. Yeah, like yeah. you you're out here, you know, and anybody can get up there and, and preach a good sermon. It ain't about that. But are you living what you're talking about? Yeah. I said, and I preached about it. I talked about um, not forfeiting the footwork. It's all about the footwork in your life. I think I saw you post that. Yeah. It's definitely about the footwork. It's man. about the footwork. And, and and I commended my pastor. You know, we were honoring her uh, that Sunday. I said, listen, I commend you for not forfeiting the footwork because you showed me how to walk in mm -hmm. the spirit. You showed me how to walk with uh, a spirit of humility, but with a stature and a posture that's um that's uh pleasing to God. I'm walking in confidence because um he's getting the glory and I'm making sure that people see the messages in my walk. Yeah. Not just my talk. And a lot of people will benefit more off of what they see you do at times than than what they hear from you cuz somebody may not step into your church and hear you preach. Mm -mm. But they'll see how you live your day-to-day -day life and that in itself can 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 have a lot of meaning like even as i saw you transition into being a pastor it was like you know because a lot of us social media is like you see a lot of people you on see social a media. lot 
and you you think you know somebody because of social media mm -hmm. but like just seeing you off of social media just everything that you were putting out changed yeah you know? yeah it used to be like workouts yeah it used to be getting ready for training and then yep. all of a sudden like it kind of disappeared for a little bit yeah. and then next thing you know i'm like is he a pastor mm -hmm. <laughs> like i was like is he preaching yo and then i was like he's really a pastor I'm, now yeah you know so like <laughs> and it, it's, it, 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 it was great because it was consistent yes you know some people can get on the internet and like okay we're motivational for a day right you know i'm a pastor for a day because i, I feel enlightened today but to to be consistent mm -hmm. not just in your actual life but right unfortunately social media like it's it plays into people's perception too it does and you can still it's a tool where you can still reach people that way right so it's still you have to pay attention to it like because it's not going anywhere anytime right. soon right that you could be the same person in both platforms yes you know yes that we're not like oh well he a pastor on facebook and instagram but when i see him in real life he like mm -hmm. doing xyz mm -hmm. so yep seeing that consistency because i've seen both up close yeah 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 yes I'm, sir I'm, 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 I'm definitely proud of you for that for thank that, you man that consistency there thank Not you everybody can can handle that because once you make that switch yeah. there's no going back i was even when the conversation i was having with june we were talking about forgiveness mm -hmm. and i was like you know once you forgive somebody there's no going back that's it you know, because then you didn't really forgive them if you go back on it. It's like, like once I choose to forgive you, right? I can't bring it up no more. No, I can't no. talk about it. I can't be like, oh, well, that's why, you know, in 2012 you did it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's no going back on it. So once you step out and you're stepping into your purpose, yes, you can't go back on your purpose. No, cause you can't, man. You, you get, can't. You get that one purpose. That's it. And you, it may branch off into different things. You may touch right. different people. Right. But, Right. Your purpose is your purpose. Your purpose you know? is your purpose, man. And you you won't you won't sometimes people just do stuff just to do it. Yeah. And we gotta ask ourselves, okay, why am I doing this? Or, you know, I asked I asked one of the young men in our church, I'm like, What are you doing here? Why are you here? <laughs> He's like, Huh? I said, Nobody dragged you into this church. Nobody I can imagine Friendly. how you said that to him too. Yeah, I sat down <laughs> and you know, and I was very honest. I said, "What are you doing here right now at this very moment?" He couldn't answer the question, right? And I said, "It's okay," um, but at the same time, um, that's something that you need to consider. Why are you doing what you do? Is it because you're bored? Is it because you know um, you're doing it to show off? Like, what what are you doing here? And the reason why we do things in our life and we don't understand why we do it is because mm -hmm. we don't know who we are. Yeah. You got to understand who you are so that you understand why you do the things that you do. The only way you're going to know who you are is through God. So now speak to that a little more because the last yeah. thing I want to get into, yeah. um, and this is a great conversation, but mm -hmm. the last thing I want to get into is advice for people struggling to find their purpose mm -hmm. you know so we're in a generation you know any everyone from their 20s to like mid 30s yep we're really seeing a lot of people struggling to find their purpose we're mm -hmm. in a generation where you know i don't want to work a nine to five for the rest of mm -hmm. my life this mm -hmm. is like the entrepreneur generation like people are trying is. to I'm find so many of them 
people are trying to find their path and what's what's next for them what do they do whether they got a degree and they're not using it right or they feel like they should be a certain place by a certain age mm-hmm. or i should be married already or i should have had kids already i should have had a house already and like what am i doing right how do you what, what what do you say to that person that's struggling to find their purpose and find what's next for themselves <clears throat> those who are struggling and finding their purpose we've got to understand where purpose comes from mm. we got to understand what is the origin of purpose how was purpose even brought here on this earth we were designed with a purpose who designed us God so we got to stop um plugging ourselves into all of these sources yeah. that are giving us no purpose. Mm-hmm. We're literally wasting time trying to find our purpose in things and in people. And we end up spreading ourselves thin. Heavy on the people. Heavy on the people <laughs> because we're we're looking to be accepted. Yeah, and validated, man. And validated through people, and you're not going to find your purpose through uh, validation uh, of other people and 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 uh, and what you're good at. Um, and this and this is not to be deep, man. But God is the one who has um created purpose. Everything that came from Him was purposeful. It has meaning to it. Um, God is the only one who can be able to show us what our true purpose is in this life. We're so focused on um other sectors in this world that ends up um leading us down a road, and it's like a it's a dead end. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. God has given me gifts to do this. But I'm taking these gifts and I'm trying to create my own purpose as to as to what I want it to look like. That's the problem. Everybody's looking for a look. Yeah. That man. Everybody's <laughs> looking for an image, man. And yeah. this whole image thing is misleading, man, because that ain't even who you are. Yeah. But you, you want to be perceived away. Right. And you're living out a lie. It's hard to keep up uh, with living out a lie, but for so long, man. Yeah. It's hard because once you run out of uh, power in this area, now you're looking to get plugged up in this area to get more power uh, to do something else. And it's like, that ain't even your purpose, man. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. purpose is to find out who you are through God. And a lot of people are like, you know, they have their own perspective on on God and if he really exists listen every breath we take in right now comes from god there's a purpose in the breaths that you and i are taking right now our movements they have purpose the only way we're going to fulfill our purpose is by truly being transparent and developing an intimate relationship with god our private relationship with him is is going to reveal to us what we really should be doing. The problem is, is that we're selfish. Yeah, we're selfish yeah. on trying to 
uh, find our purpose so that we can be okay, so that we get what we want. And it's not about that. The purpose of us living is so that God gets the glory. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everything that he's that he's given us, we got to give it back to him. Yeah. Why would God give me life and I'm not giving my life back to him? That's why his, you know, the Bible said that, you know, his word will not return back unto him void. It won't return back to him empty. There will be no emptiness in it. Why would I be so selfish into not giving God my all? Not uh, and not realizing that every breath I take is dependent upon him. Yeah. The food that I have, my shelter, you know, uh, whatever he gives me. God is not worried about um, us having things. He wants us to have things. The problem is, is that he doesn't want things to have us. And that's the issue. And you see a lot of things having people. It's, it's a lot of that. And people think that they're fulfilling their purpose. No, you're not fulfilling your purpose. You, you think you're fulfilling your purpose by having by things having you and you having things yeah. and you are creating um, your own idea of what your life is supposed to look like. Whereas God has his own perception of what your life is yeah, supposed to what look, it should like. look like. I encourage whoever is struggling with uh, finding your purpose is by uh, solely giving your life unto Christ so that he can be able to show you everything that you need to see. Yeah. about yourself um the good and the bad the problem is we don't want god to go deep into our soul because he knows everything mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is that sense of shame and embarrassment there's no need to be ashamed and embarrassed about the things that you've done and the things that you've gone through um because everything works together um so that you can still prosper so that you can still be a blessing to somebody else we got to stop thinking that uh, this life is about us. It ain't. It ain't about you. You know, whoever's listening, it's not about you. It's this is about, okay, um, God, what assignment do you have for me today? I know that this is what I want to do, but what do I need to do? Yeah, what needs to get done? What needs to get done? Not what I want. You know, and um, once we once we you know subtract you know uh what we want and embrace what we need we're we're not gonna um we're not gonna run out of anything man we're gonna have everything that we need and and even more than what uh we prayed for it's like um and i don't know the verse exactly but when it says seek first the kingdom of god yeah and all these things will be added unto you man you, you you just if you put God first and seek God, all that other stuff, the material things like mm-hmm. the, the house or the, the, the relationship or whatever. It yeah. Be, it'll come. It'll come, but you got to be responsible. He has to trust you with it first because you're not right. going to get it. Yeah. If he don't trust you with the things that he wants you to have, he'll trust you with the small things first. Right. Go with the small things and get the big things. Right. right. Finding your purpose. You got to be loyal unto him first, man. And that's, yeah. and that goes for me too. I'm not exempt from the rule. The things that, uh, I I desire, yeah, God can give him to me, but I have to seek him for my purpose in my life. You know, um, it's just like you and I, we sitting down, we having a conversation right now. Mm. 
that's what God wants. He wants relationship. You can't pray to God for certain things and then cut him out of the equation once you get it. (laughs) You're literally cutting off your supply by disconnecting yourself from the source. And he's the source, right? So whatever he gives you, okay, you take that and then try to create your own purpose and then you disregard God. How are you going to do that? You can't do that. I can't do it. And and the thing of it is, um, we're all held accountable, man. We're all held accountable. Now, if you don't do what God tell you to do, okay, cool. Then he'll find somebody else to do it. But yeah. you, but you still charged with what he told you to do. Yeah, things it are not going to move for you. It don't go away. Like once he's said, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You're gonna have to do it. There's a million and one stories in the Bible like that. Where people try to run from that calling, and if this is what he told you to do, you're gonna do it. <laughs> you, 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 you literally. It's like, yo, man, that's blood on your hands. That's blood on your hands because your purpose is connected to other people's lives. Yeah, it's so much bigger than just you because mm-hmm. your purpose, not only is it for you, but primarily it's for the people you're going to come across. Exactly. You know, but we such a copy and paste generation. We like to crop things out so that it's fully focused on us. Yeah. Instead of looking at the big picture. Man. So, so that's on, what I got on that people. note. You feel me? We could go on and on. Yeah, we, we can. We're going to keep talking more. We're going to keep talking more after this. But, Absolutely. Um, thank you for coming on the show again. Where can they find your your, your church, man? Kingdom Nation for Christ. Uh, Kingdom Nation for Christ. Um, again, we're located at five fifty one, uh, Wolcott Street, out in Waterbury, uh, Connecticut. Our Sunday services are usually held at eleven a.m. Uh, every Sunday. Uh, we have Bible teachings as well on our, our Facebook, uh, Kingdom Nation for Christ uh, Ministries. Uh, we do go live on Facebook. Uh, we start uh, promptly at 7 o'clock. Uh, right after that, we have prayer at 8. And we also have um, Kingdom Teaching as well on Fridays, uh, also at 7 o'clock p.m. And right after that, following prayer. So, um, yeah, you know, um, and I just I encourage those who, who do want to, you know, develop a better um, spiritual relationship with the Lord is by um, allowing him uh, people to uh, get access to your heart. You know, God wants our heart and uh, we're not going to be able to reach your heart if we don't allow God into our heart. So, yeah. So that's where you can reach us at Kingdom Nation for Christ uh, Ministries out in Waterbury, Connecticut. Again, that's 551 uh, Wilkins Street. All right. All right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this journey and continue to walk with us, man. This is Daily Dimensions. See y'all soon.